This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Buckets, episode three. If you didn't know already, I'm a huge Lakers fan. They're my favorite team. But what does that mean exactly? What do we root for when we're rooting for our favorite squads? To me, it's a combination of four things. The city, the mascot, the colors, and the players. Us fans can usually survive a single change to one of these four. Same city, different mascot, same colors, same players. That's like when the New Orleans Hornets became the Pelicans. That was fine. Fans stuck around. What about same city, same mascot, different colors, same players? That's good as well. The Cavs shifted from burnt orange and royal blue to wine and gold. No harm, no foul. Okay, what about same city, same mascot, same colors, different players? That happens all the time. I didn't stop being a Laker fan when Shaq left to Miami. Different city, same mascot, same colors, same players. Hmm, that's a tougher pill to swallow. I don't know if there are any Memphis Grizzlies fans in Vancouver. So it seems like city is number one, and players are last because they come and go so often. And fans are supposed to root for their team regardless. So let's examine the other two. What's more important, mascot or colors? Any Bulls fans listening? Would you rather keep the black and red and change the mascot to the rattlesnakes or ladybugs or keep the Chicago Bulls intact and make the team colors blue and gold? That's a tough one. Putting it in my terms, I think I'd rather root for the purple and gold Los Angeles Rangers or Cowboys or Isotopes than a green and gray LA Lakers. What about you? What do you root for when you root for your favorite team? My guest today is an exception to the rule, a man with an ever-changing favorite team because his number one squad is LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> Please welcome to the show the Gary Payton to my Sean Kemp, the Jeff Hornacek to my John Stockton, the Rex Chapman to my Michael Finley, Jake Hurwitz. <laughs> You getting bucket buckets. I understood none of those references. Of course. Of course. You get that. Happy to be here, though. Buckets episode three. Can't believe you waited this long to have me on. <laughs> it's actually fucked that I pulled this card this early in the game. I'm That's supposed to be too. talking to NBA super fans over here. But I'm a Le- I'm a LeBron James super fan. Yeah. King I- James. <laughs> no, <we're> incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I say you qualify because I think you told me you cried when the Cavs won the championship. I did. In I 2016. Wept. Big old crocodile tears. Which is weird because you've had favorite teams before, but you've never cried, right? Um, I, I mean, not in basketball, but I've cried in baseball. So what's your favorite team of all time? The New York Yankees. And then that's what? probably the Yankees are like as close as I would ever feel as you do about the Lakers. And what year was your maximum year? Probably like 2000 through 2009. Okay. And then did you care as much about the 2016 Cavs as you did the Yankees in like 2000 whenever? Yeah, it was it was close because I remember in two thousand four, I believe it. Yeah, two thousand four when they lost the ALCS to the Red Sox in dramatic fashion. They were up three nothing, and then the Red Sox uh, came back and won four games in a row. Yeah, like literally crushed them in the in the seventh game. Uh-huh. And I didn't get out of bed for three days. You were sad. Of I that. was so sad. It, because your I, like, team lost. I just didn't even know what to do with myself. And then when they won the World Series in 2009, that was that was such a relief because it felt like now 
they have a championship, I can like relax right. about baseball. And that was, and I watch baseball passively now, but like. You just got that championship. Like a player, you got the ring and now you're retired. Yeah. Now which you're is, a free agent. Which is sort of how I felt about the Cavs because I, I loved so much when LeBron came home. Yeah. And then like when he lost to um, the Warriors, I, that was like. Yeah, like when did you even. punch. I really wanted the Warriors to lose. But I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, like, when you even lo- start loving LeBron, because you didn't even watch basketball growing up, did you? No, but I always, I mean, I, I guess I really started watching basketball when I started living with you. Got it. I would it. hear about basketball through you, and I had my favorite players and stuff. But you never had, like, in New Haven, is it split between Celtics fans and Knicks fans? Yeah. Yeah. Like New- people sort of gravitate towards. To either, yeah, to either New York or Boston. But growing up, you didn't watch or care you didn't like you heard sort of about the yeah. Knicks and Michael Jordan and the Boston Celtics and the Lakers and all we this were, stuff the only family uh, the only sport we cared about in our family was baseball okay. I think it's just that's just a, like by extension of like what your parents care about and I didn't have an older brother or sister who likes sports so it was just like my friends and all we ever cared about was baseball and then you move to LA we move in together and then you start becoming a little bit more aware of the Lakers you become sort of a Clippers fan yeah, I, yeah. I think when I moved to LA, I was a, a big Clippers fan because I just didn't like the Lakers. Yeah, I think maybe just from you liking the Lakers so much. Yeah, it's funny how like I feel like when guys have friends that like the teams, instead of gravitating towards them, you gravitate towards hoping they lose so you can make fun of yeah, them in a certain weird way. Fucked up thing. <laughs> I feel like females are more supportive than male friends in that regard. Right. I want to see you be sad. That's yeah. why I rooted for the Celtics, who I always hated in, when they played the Lakers. And what, what year was it that we watched that? Oh, that was, they played in the finals together in 08. The Celtics beat the Lakers. And then yeah. in 2010, the Lakers beat the Celtics. Right. Yeah. It was in 08 that like I was really happy to watch the Lakers lose. For sim- you know what it was? Because first of all, it doesn't make sense you're not a Lakers fan because you're a, you were a Patriots fan and a Yankees fan at that point yeah so like by default you should have been a lakers fan because you love the loved patriots had a, a tough run during the, <laughs> the time that i liked them i really you just I, love tom brady you I love, do love lebron james you love the goats that's what it is i like i like the person that's like peak performance <laughs> uh like an old veteran who's who's like gonna be the greatest of all time right so what's that's another example of that it's tom brady roger federer yeah uh Derek jeter <laughs> Okay, so you should have loved Kobe. You should have loved Jordan. You should have just constantly but Kobe, been rooting for him. I, I feel like I don't know any. I don't I, like I said. I don't know enough about basketball to know that. Mm-hmm. I don't, but I don't think Kobe's actually the goat. Uh, he was is, he the best player in the NBA for a time. He was the best player in the NBA for a few seasons. I would say yes. Some basketball purists would be like, actually, Tim Duncan was better, but he was a little bit more boring. Didn't dominate the game like I like I think Kobe did. Then some people are like, LeBron has been the best player even when he wasn't winning championships starting in 2007. Yeah, that's... Um, but I agree Kobe won that. MVP. So at the very least, he was considered the most valuable player one year in the NBA. Yeah. People wouldn't argue that he's the greatest of all time, though. Right. Um, but he's pretty darn close. But I guess you weren't following basketball when he was dominating. In that yeah, way. I don't think I was. So then when do you fall in love with LeBron? I guess it was when we moved to LA and I hated the Warriors so much. Why is that? Like, why do you hate the Warriors and love LeBron? Partly because you like them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Lakers fans and Warriors fans have this like weird kindred connection, and I think it's one because of California pride, and two because the Warriors were so bad when the Lakers were good that we never we hated the Spurs and the Kings and the Wolves and the Celtics. Right. We never hated the Warriors because they were it's sort like, of like how I could also root for like the Mets, yeah, or the Tampa Bay Rays or whatever. You're like, I got no, no beef I hate with Florida. this team. Okay, but. Then the Warriors became so good, and then the Lakers became bad. And then it's like, oh, now the Warriors are beating all these teams we hate. Now the Warriors are beating the Jazz and the Spurs. So it's like, okay, at least now we can have a second favorite team. Yeah. So Lakers fans, or at the very least I should speak for myself, became fans of the Warriors by proxy. Not like we thought the Warriors were... I wouldn't root for them against the Lakers, but in the finals, or especially in the Western Conference finals, I was, right. I'm was i always rooting for the Warriors. Yeah. I guess it all felt a little bandwagony to me, but yeah. who knows, because I, <laughs> I like LeBron James. <laughs> right. You should have, in theory, there's a world where you're a huge Warriors fan, too, if you were just choosing your favorite team in 2013. At random, yeah. And life would be easy. Like, it, I don't think there's a lot, like... <laughs> Uh, there's no history. It's just like a choice that I made, uh, almost seemingly at random, and then I fucking doubled down. <laughs> your brain just decided to hate the best team ever, and right. now it just feels like inevitable that life they're always going to Life would be easy and good if yeah. I could just like if I if I like the Warriors because I feel like even if you like the Warriors when they lost in that series, you're like, it's nice that Cleveland won. Yeah, it's nice that like LeBron brought the that's championship right. I wasn't that sad. That's to nice. See. Yeah, the Warriors had already won once. And now the Cavs had won once, and then I'm like, "This is fine. Everyone gets to win." Right, but I so all right. So I think that was sort of like the watching LeBron lose to the Warriors in 2015. In 2015 was probably the beginning. Like I loved watch. I loved the story that he came back to Cleveland to yep. deliver them a championship. Did you see Believe Land? Yes, I did. Uh, that I helped. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was like the beginning. And then watching him lose, that was when I realized like how much I actually cared. Uh huh. So then the next year, I just I cared extra, and that that year we were living together, so I watched a ton of basketball games. Yeah, even so, regular season games. Yeah, probably for the first time ever. Right. So by the time, um, by the time the like the playoffs and the championship started, I just like. I really, really, really wanted LeBron <laughs> to win, and it seemed impossible. Right. And then, like, I, I don't know. That was just such a ride that by the end, by Game 7, I couldn't watch it with anybody. I couldn't even watch it at home. I wow. came into the office, and I lied down on the couch, <laughs> and I I didn't... You watched it with a sound off, because you hate the sound of the warrior Oracle Arena going crazy for every Steph Curry 32 32-footer. Yeah. And I was, like, just completely silent, just, like, lying on the couch watching. And then, like, I I realized, like, at the end that I, had, like, had barely been breathing the entire time. And then... You were a Cavs fan for a day. And, well, I'm still... Well, not anymore, I guess. Exactly. Now LeBron leaves. So do you transfer the Cavs fandom to the Lakers? Are you a Lakers fan today? I feel like I'll always like the Cavs because they're a shitty team from a shitty city uh-huh. and you can't like just like how you could underdogs yeah um but yeah i i the reason i liked the Cavs was because of lebron's story to get to get there yeah and i think he's such an amazing <laughs> man like beyond athlete, athleticism i think he's the goat human is he your favorite athlete of all time yeah i guess he is more than jeter yeah, more than Jeter because Jeter was like the best, but I don't know that Jeter actually did as much for like 
his hometown or that he even had to that like uh like you, you know lebron starting a school for children yeah jeter's not doing that in kalamazoo or wherever the fuck he's from yeah, maybe he is i don't really follow him as much as i follow <laughs> lebron i guess who is hotter lebron or jeter yeah lebron just because of his body yeah <laughs> no yeah. questions they're both sort of bald <laughs> <laughs> Which is not ideal, I guess, but for two sort of bald guys. Yeah. What what sport do you think has the highest concentration of bald men? I uh, feel like it's baseball. Oh, because they're a little older, a little wider and whiter. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. You know, I don't, I was thinking the other day how Kobe shaved his head his first year in the NBA. Like, when is that going to become a trend again? Now it's the opposite. Like hair and groomed afros are cool. Yeah. Like Jimmy Butler with his like manicured hair or like Alfred Payton with his fucking like dome. When is, who's going to be the next guy that just bicks it as a style choice? I don't know if we're there yet. Yeah. I don't know if we're close because, well, that's going to be the next extreme, right? I guess so. Um, Sorry. Did you answer the question? Are you a Lakers fan this year? Um, it's gonna, it's tough, but yeah, I think I'm gonna be a Lakers fan. Okay. The re- but the reason I liked the Cavs so much be- was like the story, like the greatest guy coming mm-hmm. back to this shitty team, this city. This is that all, so far him. you're describing LA. But LA had its heyday. Yep. And they have so much other stuff uh, other on. than basketball. That's right. And they've won Our a championship shit, yeah. recently. Our shitty years were like 2013 to 2017. Yeah. Whereas like Cleveland, it was like 1957 to 2016. Yeah, to forever. Yeah. And then they got <laughs> one little one little year where the sun breaks through the clouds. And but again, now... you're a Yankees fan. Like, you don't get to, like, talk about L.A. in a negative fashion. Like, that's what the Yankees <laughs> are. They buy the best players. They're from the best city. That, and yeah, and they win true. the most championships. That they have the most championships, but they have not. They haven't won since two thousand nine. Yeah, they but haven't won in, your, in, a, in longer time than the, the Lakers. In your lifetime, you've seen how many titles? Two thousand one, twenty, two thousand seven, twenty thirteen. Was yeah. there one in the nineties? I, th- um, I don't remember. That was before. I think it was 2000, 2001 they won, right? All these Mets fans are just rolling their eyes at you. You're like, oh, I don't remember. How many yeah. titles have there been? So God, it's been rough for the Yankees. But you know, arguably, it's it's. It's a different kind of hard to like to be in the finals and lose often. Yeah, close, like, close, but no cigars. That's why I was hard rooting for the yeah. Patriots. <laughs> Every time they lost to Manning, yeah, twice. The high, like the the lows are lower. Yeah, when that's, you get closer. Yeah, it's almost you take solace in the fact that my team's not going to win this year. So I guess um, for me to like the Lakers. I need to learn a little bit more about the roster because I don't think I like the other players. Okay. So like straight up, do not like that dude. I wanted to bring you on the show. You could, I thought since you're not like a mega fan, you can ask me questions about this upcoming season. I can start preparing you not only about the LeBron led Lakers, but other teams in the West, other teams in the East. You can ask me whatever you want. I can give you a primer. If there are any like more casual fans listening at home, they can live vicariously through you asking me questions. Yes. I will groom people to be ready to be Lakers fans. Great. That's all I needed to hear. So, What's the biggest question you have heading into the 2018-2019 year? Um, I guess, what are, what's, what are the expectations for the Lakers this year? It's not championship or bust, right? It's like getting into the postseason. Great question. Uh, yes. I think I, 
high hopes are getting home court advantage in the first round, which means you're the top four teams in the West. That means in a the first round series, games one, two, and seven are all played on your home court. Big advantage. And for a team that hasn't made the playoffs in five years and hasn't had home court advantage since Kobe was leading the team, if LeBron can turn the Lakers into from a lottery team to a team that, you know, is in the top four in the West, perhaps the most stacked conference in NBA history, I think Laker fans would be happy. Yeah, is it championship or bust? Probably not. I think... Because who do they need to beat to even have home court advantage? They... Well, there's about... There's the Warriors and the Rockets. Those are top two. Right. I would bet those, in some order, are going to be the top two teams in the West. They're yeah. just so, by far and away, the best teams. So if... And then vying for the last six slots in the playoffs, three through eight, there's about 10 teams. It's super crowded, and all the teams are fairly um, expected to perform the same. You got San Antonio, you got Utah, OKC... Minnesota, Denver, Portland, the Pelicans, the Lakers, maybe even the Clippers if you want to talk like, about them. It seems like all of those teams don't have LeBron. They don't have LeBron. That's so, like, correct. And I'll tell you what they do have instead. They have much better team chemistry right now than the Lakers. Right. There's no there is no like unity on the Lakers. It is a hodgepodge of LeBron James, new players, and old players. It's like three different teams. There's the LeBron team, which is like, you know, the Cavs and the Heat that we're used to. Then there's like this ragtag of misfits that we signed the day we got LeBron. JaVale McGee, your favorite warrior. Lance Stevenson. <laughs> Rajon Rondo, your favorite Celtic. Oh, I like Rajon Rondo. Lance though. Stevenson for some reason. And then there's, within those two ecosystems, also an entire team of young players that the Lakers were just going to roll the dice with for the next five seasons that Which are is, still playing. Is that Ball? That's Lonzo. That's Kuz. That's Josh Hart. That's Brandon Ingram. Those four. I like Brandon Ingram too. Ingram, I think you can get into. So these a, are the, he's it, a skinny little boy. That's right. You don't like Lonzo. I can't, it's hard for me to sell you on Lonzo, even though he's really entertaining to watch. He's annoying. I could tell yeah. off the court. You don't like his dad. You don't like his antics. You he's don't like his shit. Instagram stories. Yes. Fine. Little piece of shit. Lonzo might be gone. He should be traded to the Warriors. <laughs> he would love that. Uh, I think you can get into Ingram. Who's yeah. 21, six foot eleven, super skinny, like yeah. 180, nearly seven feet tall. Very like moves in slow motion, shoots well, drives well. I think you can get into Lebr uh, LeBron and Ingram playing yeah, well together. That's fun. LeBron, and, LeBron, Ingram, and Rondo. That's all fun to me. That's great. And can I throw Kyle Kuzma into the mix? Yeah. So this guy is a 20, uh, 27th pick in the draft. The same year LeBron uh, Lonzo was picked second. Uh, Kuz takes off in summer league, becomes the summer league MVP. Everyone's like, who is this guy? We don't, I'd never even heard of him before the draft. Then makes all, uh, all NBA second team rookies, or sorry, all NBA first team rookies, which means he was the top five rookies chosen in 2017. He's from Flint, Michigan. He's tall. He's cool. He's got tattoos. He's a little bit older, a little bit wiser than Lonzo. Is he hot? He's debatably hot. I want, I'll show you a few pictures. All right. You can make you. it happen. Okay. So between him, Ingram, LeBron, and Rondo, that's four players right four there. Four players I like. Four players on a team when five are playing on the court. I think he can get into Josh Hart, too. Tell me about Josh. He's, an, he's another rookie, though, right? He was a rookie last year. He was picked in the early 30s. I think it was the 32nd pick or the 31st pick of the NBA draft. He's jacked. 
He's like Ch- Charles Barkley a little bit. He's wow. like six foot four, but really jacked. Great shot, great rebound, super athletic, super nice, super friendly. Four year super guy, friendly, super friendly. <laughs> four year guy out of Villanova, a little bit more established, a little bit wiser, a little bit better. So it's funny that Lakers last year chose three rookies. One was Lonzo Ball, who was supposedly the savior of the franchise, and then two guys in like the late first round. And it ended up being Kuz and Josh Hart, who might end up having better careers than Lonzo Ball, TBD. How off? This is a little bit of a sidetrack, but you remember when LeBron was drafted, he was like, this guy's the next Jordan. Yeah. This guy's the greatest of all time. Yeah. How often was that happening before LeBron? Like, is there somebody every year that they're like, everybody's saying this dude is the next Jordan? Because it feels like every year since LeBron, yeah. people are like, this guy's the next LeBron. Yeah. And there has never been. Another one. LeBron. No. Well, Durant was like supposedly like the next heir apparent, and he did pretty well for himself. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't happen every year. There are some draft classes where there's like, this guy's the consensus number one. We need to tank. We need to get him. Like a LeBron year. Like everyone knew we got to play as bad as possible to try to draft this kid number one. He was the consensus number one all year. And then some seasons go by where it's like, I don't really know who I like in this draft. And then like... Players like Jaleel Okafor get drafted in like the second uh, second pick, or D'Angelo Russell is second, Jaleel Okafor is third, and then Porzingis is taken fourth, and Porzingis takes off. So there are some years right. where there's like a consensus, yes, this guy's the next Jordan, this guy's the next LeBron. And then there are some years where it's like, it's a five-man race, I can just assume one of these guys will be good. Yeah, but there's also never really been, even when people are consensus number one, there's never been another LeBron, except for maybe uh, Durant. Since LeBron, yeah, <clears throat> the best consensus number one pick since LeBron. Now I have to think. Uh, Derek Rose, who like won the MVP at age twenty-two, everyone was tanking to get Derek Rose, and he played great until he got injured. That was a good consensus number one pick. And isn't Derek Rose on the Cavs now? He, no, he's actually on the, the Lakers, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, the Minis- Minnesota. Oh, there was a minute coach. where they who played on the Cavs though. Right? Yes, last year. I think everybody played on the Cavs last year for a minute. Dwayne Wade was there for some reason. Uh, Derek Rose. Yeah. Now, Derek Rose's old Chicago coaches in Minnesota just reacquiring old assets from the Bulls. All right. So who's on? Who's the Lakers starting five? Uh, we're looking at probably Lonzo, Ingram, uh, KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who's like another guy in like LeBron's friends management company, Clutch. Uh, LeBron, and then a center, uh, probably JaVale McGee. But then off the... That sucks because... (laughs) That sucks to hear. JaVale McGee was like somebody who played a little bit off of the Warriors bench. That's right. So like the guy that wasn't good enough to start on the Warriors is starting on... Yeah, but the the Lakers. Lakers aren't as good as the Warriors. But who was starting at center for the Cavs last year? They had like a rotating cast of poo-poo platters. Like LeBron doesn't play well with a great center. He doesn't need a great center. He needs a great point guard. Got it. Uh, and he's got that in Rajon Rondo? Uh, he's got that hopefully in Lonzo Ball, and if not, then Rajon Rondo. Oh, you think R- Rondo will not start? I think Rondo is going to be the kind of guy that doesn't start, but maybe finishes. Got it. High basketball IQ, good defense, doesn't necessarily need How old need is Rondo? He's got to be in his early 30s at this point. He won the championship in like 2008, which is now 11 years ago going to be. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, next question. Um... So, if Warriors and Rockets, yeah, one and two, um, what? Where do you place Lakers? Do you really think that they don't get in the top five? 
Yeah, there's a chance that they miss the playoffs. I don't see just it. because of chemistry issues. But like, like these, this is a team that's never played together. How much chemistry did the Cavs that won the championship have? Uh, Kyrie and LeBron hated each other, <laughs> but they had three great players who played well together. Like the Lakers don't have anybody as close Kyrie, as Kyrie Irving. Yeah, but like they have, they had Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love. Yeah, Kevin Love isn't that great of a player. He was three years ago. He was a really, really good player. Like, the Lakers might not have a player as good as Kevin Love, and they definitely don't have a player as good as Kyrie Irving. And they play in a conference that's so much harder than the East was, like, two years ago. So, I guess, see if you can compare... Oh, right, that's that's the other problem, that, that it's the East. What happens in the East now? Does Is it Toronto that just, like, gets the... is going to be in the championship? Uh, they're actually not even favored to get to the championship the Boston Celtics everyone thinks is going oh right because they've got Kyrie and Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward who's now healthy yeah Did the, he, he took the entire year off after that fucking <laughs> gruesome injury oh god that was so sad uh, yeah the Celtics who almost made it to the finals against LeBron without their two best players now LeBron leaves and they get two best players back all right, so that's actually that makes the East a little fun. The East you, is a little worry, risky, but you'd worry that like the East just isn't fun anymore without LeBron there. Yeah, and you could argue that that's the case, but at the very least, there's more parity now. It's, it's like okay, OKC is in the West. OKC is in the West. And Minnesota's in the West. And OKC's got Westbrook and Paul George. Paul George. And they got Dennis Schroeder. I don't know who you know that. Is Stephen Adams still on that team? He is still on that team. I love Stephen Adams. So OKC can be your second favorite team. OKC is always up there for me. You love all three of those guys. Yeah. Westbrook, Adams. And I love a shitty uh, shitty city like Oklahoma City. You know? <laughs> they kind of are the Cleveland of the West because they're led by this like one hyperactive hero, Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And they've been struggling to take down the Warriors. And he's even more of a martyr because like <laughs> you see him play and you're just like, oh, and you go home to your place in Oklahoma. Yeah. And he actually chooses Oklahoma because he one, he hasn't left. And two, he's not even from there. Where is he from? He's from Southern California. So, like, was there ever any hope to getting Russell Westbrook on the Lakers? There was chatter that they would trade for him. But LeBron doesn't play well with another superstar. Because what Uh, superstar wants to be like, yes, I'll be number two to LeBron? Dwayne Wade. And they won two championships. And Kyrie Irving, to some extent, they won a title as well. Yeah. Well, but Kyrie did not want that. He he wanted out as soon as he possibly could. (laughs) I think he wanted out after three or four years of being the second banana. Right. But the Lakers don't really have that problem for better or for worse because they don't have a player as good as Kyrie Irving. There's nobody who's going to be like, you know what? I want this to be my team, not LeBron's. Right. But then you have like, it seems like the Warriors are just a bunch of selfless dudes who are like, I don't like, we'll we'll be one, two, and three, and it's going to be... In any order. In any order. I don't care. Yeah. We're just going to fucking run run up the score and win a bunch of championships. Yeah, it's really disappointing. Great for team chemistry. Great for, great for the Warriors, bad for the NBA. Because mm-hmm. now there's a situation where next season they can't really afford to keep Durant and Steph and Draymond and Clay. So one of those guys is probably going to get squeezed out just because of salary cap restrictions. Why? Oh, I don't understand salary cap restrictions. Are they like not in place this year? They are in place this year. But those guys just aren't making enough money? Yeah, well, it's a complicated system because one, there's some flexibility and there are exceptions and there are like rules and regulations that allow you to re-sign your own players and go above the tax if you want to pay penalty and all this stuff. But there's a basic finite amount of money you can spend on your team. 
and right now Clay is on his like last contract, which was like giving him like 17, 18 million dollars a year. And he's going to be eligible to get like 30, 35 million dollars a year. And that's what the Warriors can't give him. I see. So the question is, would Clay Thompson rather get paid 90 million dollars for five years and stay in Golden State? Or if somebody gave him like $150 million, would he leave? Yeah, that'd be really hard to not. Right. But then you look at Clay Thompson, he looks like he doesn't give a fuck. Like he's like, yeah, man, whatever. Like I'll stay like 90 million is a lot of money. I don't need a hundred. But you can all, what happens if you get hurt on your contract? Guaranteed money. You get that cash regardless. So if next season he just got hit by a car and he could never play basketball again, he's making $90 million. I believe so. There might be an insurance policy where like the Warriors don't necessarily have to pay him that money or maybe it doesn't count against the salary cap if he's like unable to play at all for the next five years, but he's getting that cash regardless. Awesome for Clay. <laughs> it's I, the more I hear about Clay Thompson, the more I do like Clay. So Clay could join the Lakers next year because of those salary cap problems. So the Lakers are positioned themselves not only that they have LeBron, not only are they in LA, not only do they have young assets, but all the guys that they signed, all these nutcases, Lance Stevens and JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo, KCP, they're all on one-year deals. So next year, the Lakers have $38 million of available cap space. They don't have to get rid of anybody. They can just acquire a Klay Thompson, a Kawhi Leonard. Who are you hoping that the Lakers get as a new Laker fan, as a new LeBron fan? Who do you find is like the perfect second fiddle? Are you hoping for Kawhi? Are you hoping for a warrior that you may or may not like right now? It'd be kind of awesome if uh, Durant did it. <laughs> mm. What are your like, thoughts on Durant as a warrior hater? Um, but he came from your other favorite team, OKC. Yeah. I I mean, I understand what he's doing. And yeah. I don't think that I... <laughs> I wouldn't say, like, I would never behave like Durant has behaved because <laughs> uh, maybe I also wouldn't want to live in Oklahoma and yeah. I'd want to go and live in a cool city and play with my best friends and win a bunch of championships. Also, it's better you don't insult him because he'll find out and probably DM you about it. Really? Is that what he does? Yeah, he sort of reaches out to fans and like that have insulted him in the past and ask him like what they're thinking and why they're being so mean to him. That's really funny. So it's nice that you're being nice to him. Um, but it's it's also hard to root for somebody who just made the best team the double best team yeah so he didn't need they didn't need him right so i guess if he but if he came to the lakers and played with the lebron then it'd be almost like he was trolling basketball where <laughs> <laughs> he was just like fucking with fans expectations right i wonder if fans yeah. casual fans would hate him or love him yeah, come to my to team next. Yeah. Just like, I just deliver the championship. It's like this championship Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> Walking around, granting the little girls and boys free rings. And now I'll go to the Orlando Magic. Uh, well, he might go to the Knicks because everyone's saying like they're starving for a superstar. He's going to be a free agent. They have enough space. They also have. And the East You think the easier. Warriors only have like one more year of Magic? It feels like if they just like run up to the championship and win it and it's awesome again they'll just be like hey let's keep on playing together let's keep the dream alive yeah at a certain point you get satisfied and like there's got to be less of a drive like you got to think that like chris paul wants to win it more than chris uh than uh steph curry at this point yeah but i don't know it, it, it i think like back to back because they've never been back-to-back champions they won back uh back-to-back last year oh they did durant just won back-to-back championships They've never three-peated, which would happen this year. And then if they win next year, I mean, there's always like, you Wait, can chase best teams th- ever. Twice? Yeah. Remember they beat the 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 Cavs 
last year, and then they also won when we were in Europe this year. Those games that we didn't even watch. Wow. No, I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> the Lakers coach is Luke Walton. Luke Walton. Yeah. Who's 39 years old. Yeah. Is he an elite coach? Uh, Not yet. We're about to find out. He did pretty well for himself, and he's young, and he's affable, and he's smart, and he has like a good basketball IQ, and he's like... He's not one of those old stodgy guys that like doesn't understand like the new NBA. He like, you know, believes in analytics and he believes in the importance of a three-point shot and he's good in team chemistry. He can appeal to the young guys, he can appeal to the old. Right, cuz his dad is uh, his dad Bill is Bill Walton. Walton. He was coached by Phil Jackson. Why are the Trailblazers good? It's just because of um Damian Lillard and <laughs> um CJ, yeah. CJ McCollum. They're like the Spurs. All of the good teams just have two great players. Yeah, and then the Warriors have four even better. Now five with Boogie Cousins. Yeah. Boogie yeah. Cousins. Love that guy. <laughs> Love that guy for what he did. Do you like him? I do like Boogie. Why? Everybody hated on him, and he's, like, really great. <laughs> so I guess that's why I should also like Durant. Right. So it seems like if you like Durant... It's completely random. I, there's, like no, there's no method to my madness. What are your thoughts on Draymond Green? I hate Draymond Green. Steph Curry? Hate Steph Curry. Clay Thompson? He's all right. <laughs> so the Warriors have two players you like. You know Boogie Cousins is on the Warriors this year. I don't year. like Durant. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't mind what he did, but I don't like... Oh, but I like Steve Kerr. Yeah. <laughs> love you, their coach. And you like Igudala. And I love San Francisco. <laughs> you, holy shit. You're a Warriors fan. I'm a Warriors fan. fan. <laughs> Which is great. They're probably going to win a championship this year. You can sit on a couch and cry about it again. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Before we go, I wanted to answer some fan-submitted questions. Uh, submit a five-star iTunes review. Ask your question in the comments, and I'll try to get to all of them. Smart. All right. CWeb42 writes, what player from the late 90s, early thousands, would you pair with Allen Iverson to give him at least two championship rings? Right. So he never had he never had that number two. That's right. He never had the second banana. This is what I'm saying. You take Shaq from Kobe and give him to Iverson, and I think the Sixers win that series. Do you think they win more championships than Kobe and Shaq did together? I would give him at least two rings. I don't know if they win three. But in the East, they might have. It was it wouldn't be that hard. But Iverson and Shaq would have been a formidable one-two punch. Oh, here's a good question. Robbie V writes, and we could talk about this. Who you got for rookie of the year? So there's a LeBron whole James. <laughs> there's a whole new crop of kids that can become your next or most uh, hated or least hated players in the NBA. Are you af- are you aware of who Luka Doncic is? Yeah, is he did he go to the Knicks? He went to the Mavericks. He was like the number one or two. So for the entire seemingly the entire college year, everyone thought Luka Doncic would be the number one pick. He's this eighteen year old Slovenian phenom. He's like Dirk Nowitzki on steroids, six foot ten, plays like Steph Curry, dunks like LeBron. He's just like this crazy uh freak athlete sensation. He was born in nineteen ninety nine. Let me see a picture of him. He's nineteen years old now. Yeah, I remember. Um, what college team did he play for? Did not play in college. So oh. instead of college, he was just dominating this European league against like grown men. Cool. So I was like, Luka Doncic, dude's a stud. He's going to be the number one pick. Dropped to the third pick. Then Atlanta drafted him and traded him to Dallas. And Dallas, who is another team we haven't even talked about because they weren't that good last year, has this guy who everyone's saying will probably win rookie of the year. I think he can get into this guy. And he's the next Dirk Nowitzki, and he's playing with Dirk? That's right. An old Dirk and young Dirk. And he was born after Dirk was drafted by the Mavericks. Wow, that's crazy. He's like Dirk, but can also drive and dunk, like, ferociously. 
but it can also like hit a step back 35 footer because that's what every kid has to do yeah that's that's fun the mavericks are just like not a team i ever watch anyway yeah why would you yeah, I feel like I don't know why it's just hard for me to get into. You a need team a, like the Mavs. You need a good documentary to get you into a team. That's true. That's yeah. why I got to watch that uh, Hard Knocks so I can get into the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> exactly. You already like Cleveland. Who's drafted number one and two? Uh, DeAndre Ayton, who's this like seven foot tall god. Like I cannot believe this kid is eighteen years old. I think I showed you highlights from him once. Yeah. Let me pull did. up his. Foot. He looks like Shaquille O'Neal. And where did he go? Who had the number one pick? Uh, he went to Phoenix and he played for Arizona. I mean, look at this kid's shoulders. He looks like Dwight Howard. He's yeah, a teenager. That's crazy. It does not make sense. Phoenix could be a good team for you too if you want to root for an underdog. I like, yeah, the Suns. That's a fun. That's a that's a fun little retro team. Yeah, it got Devin Booker, who's like kind of like the Steph Curry light, and then DeAndre Ayton, who's this manimal of sorts, and then Marvin Bagley went to the Sacramento Kings. You don't have to worry about the Sacramento Kings. Wait, is it, where is Melo? Isn't he on the Lakers? Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, he went to. The Rockets. Oh, that's right. I knew he was on a team where he might be able to win a championship. Yeah, I'm gonna root. I I like the. I'm gonna root for the Lakers, but I think I I would love to see the Rockets win a championship this year. Do you like Chris Paul? You were a Clippers fan when yeah, he was there. Yeah, I like Chris Paul. What are your thoughts I, on James Harden? Was well, I didn't like James Harden when he was playing against the Clippers when I liked the Clippers. Yeah. Um. But now that he's beating the Warriors or coming very close to it. Yeah. Now I'm I'm happy for him, and he also has like this kind of. Uh, Kind of like a hero's journey because he had that like meltdown in the last uh, series. Yeah, last year he was he put up a huge fart uh, against the Spurs and they just rolled over him. And now this year, everyone assumed that he would like play dead, and he played really, really well against the Warriors. Uh, all right, last question. Matt McGregor writes in the log jammed Western Conference. It's likely that at least one of the Lakers, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Spurs, Pelicans, Trailblazers, Thunder, and Jazz miss the playoffs. I think it's actually two of those teams won't miss the playoffs. Who do you got, Jake? This could be a completely random guess, but just your guess is as good as anybody because we're all forecasted to win between like 44 and 50 games. Of the Lakers, Nuggets, Wolves, Spurs, Pelicans, Trailblazers, Thunder, and Jazz, who misses the playoffs? Who's ninth and 10th looking in? Not that it really matters because Let's if you make nuggets the playoffs, and jazz. Nuggets and Jazz out. Yeah. Wow. That is a bold prediction. Well. <laughs> Just because you don't really care. Or, what the hell's on the Nuggets? Uh, the Nuggets are a ragtag group. They got Jokic, who's like this seven-foot-tall European guy who plays really, really well. Um, Jamal Murray, players you've never even heard of. Right. And then so the, that's why I think they'll lose. The Jazz have Donovan Mitchell, who I think you can get into. He's like this young he almost won Rookie of the Year last year. Very exciting. Young player, home court advantage. And they play with Rudy Gobert, who's like the seven-foot-tall French guy. Oh, yeah. The French rejection, the Stifle Tower. You can get into the Jazz. Um, where? So who do you think's not going to make it? Well, the cop-out answer is like whoever like gets hurt with one injury to their superstar. But if every team remains healthy for the entire season, which they won't, um, the teams that were trending down at the end of last year, um, were the Wolves and God, the Lakers of the Blazers, unfortunately. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if all these teams finished with a better record than the Lakers, sadly enough. Maybe I'm just being like, uh, trying to reverse jinx my favorite team. Yeah. I just don't like, I don't see it at all. They have LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to admit, but at a certain point, a 34-year-old LeBron James in his 16th year 
won't be the best player in basketball. Like he shouldn't even be in the NBA. You took you look at players who were drafted with him and they're all like on their way out or out of the NBA. Like it's insane that LeBron is still relevant, let alone the best player, let alone still getting better. Like this prime should have happened eight years ago. It's insane that he's never got injured. It's insane that he's getting better. It's insane that he's like adding stuff to his game, even in his 15th year. So maybe so you're you, right to but think. you don't trust him that he's going to uh, not come in 10th place in the West? Uh, I want to believe. But these teams are really good. All right. So is LeBron James. <laughs> but all these teams have one chemistry and two two superstars. The Lakers have one really, really great superstar and no chemistry. Fuck it. I'll say the Blazers and the Pelicans miss the playoffs. No way the Pelicans miss it. I and saw them last year. I saw I saw a Pelicans playoff game last year. They look Carnell's so good. Bright. Yeah, they look so good against Portland, huh? Yeah. Fuck. Anthony Davis is so good. That'd be cool if the Lakers got him. LeBron and Anthony Davis. Oh As a Lakers God. fan, yeah, you're allowed awesome. to dream big. Just like, which which superstar do you want? Right, because it's such a big market. Yeah, big market plus LeBron plus cap space. So if we don't, if we even if we don't do great in the playoffs this year, I think it's part of a four-year plan. We have LeBron for four years. The the big question, right, but then you start to get worried about him his decline. Yeah, like, we haven't you haven't seen it yet, but like it's not 18. not coming. Yeah, unless but, but maybe uh, well maybe it's four years away. What if he's like unbreakable? What if he's like twenty second year, twenty third year? He's like, wait, this guy's still the best. He's forty eight. Yeah, he's he fifty two now, and he's still just draining he's threes. Fucking and like Benjamin people. Buttoning somehow. <laughs> There's a world where LeBron gets better forever, he's and a we all die. Years old. <laughs> LeBron James is playing with his great great grandson. My last words on my deathbed are: It's not fair. <laughs> LeBron James is still playing basketball <laughs> at such a high level. Uh, all right, we're out of time. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks Pleasure. for talking. Thanks for talking bucket buckets. Who do you think I should get for the next guest? Um, what about Kikel? Oh, Marty Michael. Yeah, I don't want to give him a platform to rant and rave about these Portland Trailblazers. Nobody cares about this team. That's right. They're far away. They're, according to me, not even going to make the playoffs. I actually like the Trailblazers. Yeah, I kind of like them a lot, too. <laughs> Lillard's the man. <laughs> and McCollum for three. Oh, my God. 3J? He's adding that runner. Do you see that House of Highlights clip? Of course I didn't. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll be back soon enough. Thanks for listening to Buckets. Thanks for rating, reviewing, subscribing. Toda, namaste, and good night. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>